Thanks, Sam. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, just come by your presence. Come and speak through me tonight. May I speak your truth. And would you give us hearts to respond to you this evening? Amen. What are you looking forward to? What is coming up in your diary that you're looking forward to? Why don't you just turn to your neighbor and say hi, and after you've introduced yourself, say, I'm looking forward to this one thing, just one thing, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Go. Okay, you're all talking, you're all saying stuff, which means you're looking forward to stuff, right? Yeah, you're all looking forward to something, yeah? I, I know Nicola's already mentioned it a couple of times, um, but I, I'm, I, I don't really like to mention it this early in the year, but did anyone say they're looking forward to Christmas? <laughs> some, some people said the, the C word, yeah, Christmas, um, yeah, you are, said it. Well, last week, last week, the first week of November, I spotted my first Christmas jumper of the season. And uh, she wasn't only wearing a Christmas jumper, which was incredibly unflattering. She was also wearing a clashing orange cracker hat. And this is the 4th of November. Like, if you're that excited about Christmas on the 4th of November, I can't imagine what she's going to be like when we actually get to the middle of December when it's actually the Christmas season or the day itself. Christmas Day. I mean, she must explode with excitement. I mean, seriously, like, big respect. She went brave early, right? And she was brave. And no one told her, too soon? It's too soon. 4th of November. But she was excited about Christmas. And so she had got herself all in kitted up to celebrate whatever she was celebrating. Anyway, it's good to look forward to stuff, isn't it? It's good to have stuff to look forward to. Now, I wonder, that thing that you shared with your neighbor, just bring it back to mind. What emotions, what feelings come to mind when you think about that thing? What comes to mind? You know, is it perhaps excitement? Is it kind of you're inspired a little bit or, or perhaps a little bit of happiness or a bit of peace, a bit of gladness? What comes to mind when you think of that thing that you're looking forward to? Well, our reading today from Revelation 21 points to something that outranks Christmas. Yes, it outranks Christmas. It outranks holidays I'm a big Spurs fan. It outranks Spurs winning a football match or even getting a shot on target. Um, In fact, there's nothing, nothing in this world that is more worth looking forward to than what we're shared, what we got, what we kind of, that picture that we're given from Revelation 21. Nothing. A new creation. God saying, I'm making all things new. The picture we have in Revelation 21, it mirrors Genesis chapter 1. 
It mirrors the world that God created. And do you remember that story in, in Genesis chapter 1? God creates it and he creates humanity and he places them in this garden and he says it's very good. It's a very good creation. And now at the very end of the story, we have this pitch which mirrors that and it's even better. It's perfected. It's creation just the way it's supposed to be. Absolutely everything put right. No, no war, no famine, no hunger, no toil, just perfection. And right there in the middle of this picture is God himself sat on the throne, dwelling with his humanity, sat there with us, with you and me. It's an amazing, amazing picture that we get to hang out with God every day, face to face. And the Bible says that, you know, if you follow Jesus, if you know Jesus, then that is your inheritance. You will receive that, all of that, that perfected world, if you know him. So just for a moment, would you close your eyes? Would you be willing to close your eyes? And I would love you to try and imagine that Revelation 21 picture. Try to suspend, if you can, as much as you can, the brokenness of our world that surrounds us today. And think of that perfected creation. What does it look like? What do you see? What can you smell? What can you hear? How does that make you feel? And I'll just let it sink in a little bit deeper. If you know Jesus, this is going to be your home. If you know Jesus, all this will be yours. Okay. I don't know what you imagined, I don't know what you saw, but for me, I, when I think about it, when I allow my imagination to run wild, I, I kind of get excited. It's like every kind of Christmas and birthday and a whole load more, kind of the anticipation of all those events rolled into one moment of hope, that this is going to be mine, this is what's coming, this new creation where God makes all things new, where God things, makes all things right, it's going to be mine and I get to hang out with God for all eternity. And when I allow it to, to just sink in like you guys did there, just for that moment, I'm filled with hope, I'm inspired and of course... I'm filled with a greater sense of joy, joy of what is to come, the joy of knowing that I will be made whole, the joy of knowing that I will know complete and total peace, the joy of knowing fullness, the joy of standing face to face with God and that not being any barrier to hanging out with him. But the value of that joy is only worth it's only worth its weight if it's going to happen, right? If it's not going to happen, then it's worthless. So how can we be sure? How can we be sure? 
Well, a couple of years ago, I, I went on a holiday. I was desperate for a holiday. It was pre-Ray and, and pre-pandemic. And I was desperate. I was just tired. Clergy life had been busy. Lydia and I wanted a holiday. And, and so, we, um, so we booked what we thought was going to be a quiet, warm, sunny, chilled out destination by the sea. That's what we longed for. And so we scoured the internet and we found this place. I mean, look at that. Like, that is stunning. You know, blue sea, mountains. I love mountains. Nice white beaches. We thought, yeah, this is going to be the place. And, and we booked a hotel. And here is rather grand name. It was called the Garden Paradise Hotel. I've got a little picture of it here. Have we? We might have a picture of it. There it is with a little pool overlooking the sea. We thought, oh, how could this possibly go wrong? Because... And because, you know, we're, we're clergy, we're cheapskates, you know, I'll own it, uh, we booked a flight to arrive in the middle of the night. And so we arrived in Turkey in the middle of the night and got to this hotel and we're just like, oh, so ready for sleep. You know, middle of the night, just want to hit the sack. And as we climbed through the steps of this kind of garden mountain hotel uh, and got to our room, no sooner had my head hit the pillow than doof. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, Rupert, what's his name? It's, yeah, Rupert Holmes, get out of my bedroom, get out of my room, what are you doing? Rupert left three minutes later and was replaced by Madonna and so on and so forth. You know, we had a star-studded night until 5 a.m. It was awful. So, you know, okay, night one, we'll, we'll get them to move rooms away from the bar. It won't be that bad. So we, uh, we you know, next morning we, we sorted out our hotel room away from the bar. And then we went into the town to explore. The hotel bar was just the tip of the iceberg. As we explored what we thought was going to be a very sleepy Turkish town, we very quickly realized that this was a full-on, nocturnal, booze pipeline, 20s and 30s party destination. Oh, I'm too old for that, I can tell you. I'm too old for that. And I, I don't know about you, but have you ever had an experience like that where you've been longing for something so much, and then you get there and it just doesn't fill the bill? You know, it's just awful. Oh, that holiday, we made the best of it. I love a bit of karaoke. <laughs> right, we've all had that experience, haven't we? When it just hasn't been what we were after. So how can we be so sure that the Revelation 21 picture is the picture that we're going to inherit? How can we be so sure? Because to be honest, sorry Fiona, right? If I get to those eternal chores and all I'm stuck with is a, is a half baked worship song that just repeats over and over again I am going to be seriously disappointed all right you have a word for me right anyway well the answer I think is in the most unlikely of places the answer to this question is in your local burger joint okay it's in your local burger joint now we've all been to a burger joint and you've all had a burger that's been in a brioche bun right some people have Okay, and it looks good, right? That looks like a good burger, that brioche bun, right? But before you've even picked it up, the brioche bun has begun to melt. And so when you take it to your face, all you do is get juice down your chin. 
The problem with a brioche bun is that it has no structural integrity. It is no good for a burger. So, what you need, according to Google, all right, according to Google, not my words, according to Google, is you need a ciabatta roll. Yeah, like that burger. That ain't gonna fall apart. That burger's not coming apart, that is solid. That ciabatta is solid. Italian-style crust provides structure for even the juiciest of burgers, right? And still incredibly tasty. You see, we can trust the image presented in Revelation 21 because God is not a brioche bun. He is a ciabatta roll. Or to put it, or should I say, he's a ciabatta roll. Hey, I know, I worked on that one. Anyway. Well, let's, well, gosh, right. you got more of this, guys. There's more to come. Well, the photos that Lydia and I looked at before we booked our holiday uh, in Turkey only showed half the story. They only showed the picturesque views of what we might Get, they didn't show us the party scenes. They didn't show us the bar, which was awful all night. It only showed us half the story. You see, the thing is, what we've got with Revelation 21, we've actually got the end of the story. And in its context, in the book of Revelation, in the entire Bible, we've actually got the full picture. We've got the full works. We can see everything. And as you read that full story, what you will find is God's character is consistent all the way through. And when you reflect on your lives and look back at your lives and look at how God has been faithful throughout your lives, you will find that God is also consistent in your life and it's consistent with the image in, 20, in Revelation 21. He's always working to bring about peace. He's always working to bring about that justice and that, and that perfect future. That is what he does. And it is consistent throughout the whole Bible. So I encourage you, Pick up the word, read it, and see how consistent he is time and time and time again. It reflects his very character. That picture in Revelation 21, it reflects his character. It is the full picture that we get to see in Revelation. And as it reflects his character, we also, we have more. It, it reflects God's character, but, but also, if you look at verse 5, God himself says, this is trustworthy and true. And we know God has good value for what he says because like a sturdy burger bun, he has demonstrated structural integrity time and time again. In fact, since the beginning of time. And if you were here last week and heard Lydia share, you would have heard her talk about how joy is rooted in God's faithfulness in the past. But a quick reminder, if you missed it, is that you know, when we look back at our stories, when we book, look back at our lives, we can spot that God is faithful. We can spot his faithfulness time and time again. But more solid than our own experiences is the Bible. When you pick that up, you can see that everything, absolutely everything that God has promised to do, he has fulfilled. Absolutely everything, time and time and time again without fail, God completes and fulfills his promises. 
And so when we think of this promise, this outrageous promise of a world without suffering, a world that is completely whole, a world where God himself dwells with his people, we know that he's going to be faithful because he's always been faithful. He's been nothing other than faithful. And so it's not going to melt away like a brioche bun. It's solid. We can trust him that he will be faithful again. As I said, God is 100% Chibata. I know. You heard, yeah, heard it here first. You did. <laughs> but if you need some further reassurance, if you want some further reassurance, then, then look to the middle of your Bible. And look to Jesus, God incarnate. Jesus came to proclaim and to establish that future that is talked about in Revelation 21. Through his death, resurrection, and ascension, everything, and I mean everything, sin, evil, death, has been completely destroyed. He has conquered it all. And so that anything stopping us from reaching that eternal point where everything has been made well and good has been removed. Every stumbling block has been taken out the way through Jesus. Nothing can derail us from that perfect future that we've got this snapshot of in Revelation 21. And if that's not quite enough, then there's one more thing, and it's this. I know that I need help more often than not, that I'm not quite good enough myself. And so God has given us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in our hearts, the Holy Spirit actually helps us, assures us, reassures us of all that is yet to come. The Holy Spirit helps us to grasp the promises of God and his faithfulness to those promises. So forget a brioche bun. In fact, forget a shibata. You know, this is like sandwiching a patty between two breeze blocks, right? There is nothing, there is nothing that is going to kind of disintegrate this burger bun. It is, it is there for lef- forever. And so as we allow that truth, the truth that this is our future hope for all who believe in Jesus, as we allow that hope to rest in our hearts, to, to overtake our minds. So we are filled with joy. So we become more confident in the joy that is yet to come. But a quick reminder as I come in to close that, that this doesn't mean that we, we can shut off our emotions. It doesn't mean that, that this joy that, we have, that, that comes with knowing our future and, and as Lydia said last week, knowing, our, knowing that God is faithful in the past, the, the joy that is that solid sandwich doesn't mean we, we can kind of suppress our emotions, the things that we go through in this moment. But it means that through all things and in all things, we can have joy. We can have the joy of knowing that God is faithful and the joy that God will bring about, all that he has promised. And we can stand between these two things like a patty in a burger with all the mess and brokenness of this world 
surrounding us. So, should we pray? Should we stand together? Nicola, are you going to come and, come and lead us in some ministry? I don't, I don't really know where I'm going from here, so I'm going to pray and then hand over to Nicola. I've probably exasperated you enough. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that you continue to be faithful and that you will be faithful to all that you have promised, that you are making all things new. And thank you that we don't have to strive to achieve it in our own strength, but just knowing you, just knowing you as Lord and Savior guarantees us that amazing inheritance. That perfect creation, just as it's supposed to be. That you are making all things new. That you're making us new and whole and free and full. And all that we were supposed to be. All that we could ever be. And Lord, as we grasp more of that truth, would you fill us with the joy that comes with knowing that. With knowing that our future is secure with you. Now and forever. Amen. Nicola.